Our cities have been working relentlessly towards providing reliable water supply. However, looking at the current scenario of our changing climate, conservation of water ecosystems is becoming increasingly urgent. Since cities are at the front line of adapting to climate change, the onus comes on planners and built environment professionals to design and plan spaces that can consciously manage water better and help restore some of the rapidly depleting water resources. Welcome back to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Earth, a podcast dedicated to exploring the latest advancements in sustainability and how we can work together to create a more resilient future. I am your host Namrata, and I'm thrilled to introduce our guest speaker for this week's episode, Ms. Ishneen Kaur, a senior environmental specialist at the National Institute of Urban Affairs, or NIUA, for short. Ishneen has more than eight years of work experience in urban policy design and implementation, city master planning, regional planning, and urban capacity building. At NIUA, she has been working on integrated urban water management with a focus on both urban groundwater management and river management. She's passionate about working on the ground in the thick of urban complexities and finding solutions at the intersection of the environment, people and the economy. In the past, she has worked on the Master Plan of Delhi 2041, on policy implementation with the United Nations Development Programme and on formulating data-informed city sanitation plans with participatory research in Asia. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show, Ishleen. I'm so excited to kickstart the discussion on the role of cities as water generators. Thank you so much, Namrata, for that introduction. And I would like to also take this opportunity to congratulate you for this podcast because it's very, very relevant and it's so cool and so amazing that you're doing this. Thank you so much. much. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So um, to start off, uh, could you please take our audience uh, a little bit through like what your journey has been as an environmental professional and what got you interested in environmental planning and policy, specifically looking at water? Okay, sure. So uh, the thing is that, you know, when we study and when we study urban planning, a lot of times we don't realize that there are certain questions that that never reach us or that we never think about. So it's only when you are on ground that certain challenges or certain questions, they come to you and you try to find answers for them. So my professional journey also started like that. After post-graduation, I was in this region in India, Bundelkhand region, which is one of the most water-scarce regions in India. And I was exposed to people and communities living in extreme water-stressed conditions. And it was, you know, it was also inspiring in some ways because to see how through their traditional practices they were make doing with very very you know frugal resources so uh, when I came back from Bundelkhan this this thing was still there in my mind and I was thinking about how at the intersection of planning and water how can we actually found, find solutions in cities that can help uh, you know, with the water situation in the overall region. So that's where it started. And since then, fortunately for me, I've also gotten work opportunities where I could look at these things and where I could look at such challenges. And the more and more I worked on these, the more and more my curiosity, you know, was uh, picked. And I was like, maybe this is, you know, the way to 
go ahead for cities so that's where you know my interest and my professional journey and just my exposure to these experiences is where it all started um and yeah. now now i'm very very interested to see you know going forward with climate change very very apparent it's right uh, you know in our faces how do cities become a solution instead of you know just thinking about the challenges that urban areas or cities have yeah absolutely and so uh, in your kind of experience uh, and as you said you know due to climate change is now more unpredictability than we've almost ever seen when it comes to extreme water situations like flooding or cyclones and so what do you think is the biggest challenge that our cities right now are facing with respect to water okay uh, thank you for that question so um, you know i think climate change is not a new subject we have been talking about climate change since forever now the first conference that happened on climate change was in 1979 so yeah. it has been decades of work but we are now at a stage that we have passed the precautionary phase of doing things now it's more about mitigating building resilience building adaptation uh, of our cities and where water comes in you know unpredictability is there but the the fact that water stresses are right in our faces they are very very apparent uh, you'll be you know amused to know that uh, according to united nations environment program 90% of natural disasters are water related and these are not just cyclones or water scarcity droughts these are also forest fires yeah. so all of it comes back to water in one way or the other and we recently saw the north american uh, forest fires wherein the most of the cities in the us became gas chambers yeah. back home we saw joshimat land sinking all of this eventually boils down to water you know there was a lot of water extraction and that's why also there's land sinking happening in so many cities so it's not unpredictable anymore it's very 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 apparent to us that water is one of the ways we can go about it and if we start looking at whether it's the scarcity of water or it's surplus water if we start looking at water management in cities uh, sustainable water management it will help us build the resilience and climate adaptation of cities and we will be more more resilient to the climate shocks that are coming absolutely and so for uh, all of these kind of water related stresses what role would urban planning and design fit in into this entire you know trying to combat such a water crisis so uh, i'm sure that in your experience and in my experience so far and all the urban planners built environment professionals that are there what we have seen so far or what we learn also is looking at water from the consumption lens so so far that has been the case but yeah. our planning and design now needs to acknowledge that water is a very very valuable resource and whether it's ground water whether it's surface water rain water or you know for that matter even the treated wastewater water needs to be acknowledged as a very very valuable resource through our urban planning and design and and 
probably you know this this thing is not said enough but spatial planning and built environment design is actually a very very powerful tool for optimal utilization of water the way we design or plan the mix of our built spaces and open spaces whether it's at the building level or at the city scale it is it can help in optimal use of water in many many ways so the idea is for the urban planners and designers to look at water more from the conservation lens now right absolutely and so how is niua then working towards you know shifting like you said moving from a water demand perspective to a more water conservation perspective and Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the urban rivers framework also that you know you've been working with sure sure so um so just for the benefit of all the listeners national institute of urban affairs is actually a think tank of the ministry of housing and urban affairs and we help the ministry in a lot of design of a lot of policies and uh, planning frameworks and we also help the cities with building their capacities in all these areas so at niua we right now have multiple projects that are looking at building the re- resilience and climate adaptation of cities and when it comes to water we are mainly working in three areas one is urban river management the other one is urban groundwater management and lastly uh, ecosystem based adaptation so urban river management has been you know one of the most crucial areas of work for us uh, we had developed the urban river management plan framework in 2021 and uh, so far we have made five urban river management plans uh, for five different cities and to you know, very briefly tell you about urban river management plan framework it's actually a very simple 10 point agenda and before going into what these 10 points are or what these 10 objectives for cities are uh i want to bring back your uh, you know your thought to the fact that so far when we talk about the like the river management or conservation of rivers we mostly limited to pollution abatement but mm-hmm. a river in in any city has much more than that much more value than that it has cultural associations it has economic associations as well as very very high ecological considerations so what this urban river management plan framework does is that it look at 10 objectives around rivers wherein six objectives revolve uh, specifically around the ecological aspects of rivers so for example river flood plains flood plains are a very very important part of the whole river ecosystem or the riparian the green stretch along the rivers it also yeah. looks at the natural flow of the river and the overall health of any urban river ecosystem but besides these six objectives these six ecological objectives the four the other four objectives look at restoring the existing cultural social and economic association with the river so you have so many livelihoods around rivers you have tourism around river you have uh, you know so much economic potential that you can leverage from a river so how we can have the you know how we can develop models in cities which are 
which which have minimal disruption to the river ecosystem but also has such cultural and social social associations and besides that uh, the last two objectives also look at how we can have some kind of you know campaigns or some kind of city models wherein citizens become the driver of this thing whereas it is where there's also a you know behavior change induced around the rivers so we can also look about the association with the river that has you know lost with time right right so who is exactly preparing this uh, like so i know nio is so what is the who is the kind of team that is working towards preparing this framework so uh, there there's no one team basically niua actually helps a city prepare its own urban river management plan city is the one that is leading it the city administration the municipal corporation okay. and different stakeholders you know it's not just one uh, department that is uh, heading it there is a urban river management plan working group that is established in all the cities that we have worked with so far which brings together different stakeholders not just government departments but also the citizen bodies also the ngos or research institutions as well as any economic body or in, uh, industrial body that is there Okay okay and which are the cities that this has been implemented for so far Okay so so far we have made five URMPs uh, uh one is for Kanpur like it started with Kanpur then we also made it for Aurangabad Ayodhya Moradabad and Bareilly So so far five URMPs have been made Okay and have any of these been like you know successfully implemented have you seen any positive uh, change after implementation of this framework So most of the cities right now are uh, implementing it but one that has been a huge personal learning was the city of uh, Aurangabad uh, okay. just to also mention that Aurangabad is now known as uh, Chhatrapati Sambhaji Nagar but I'll just use Aurangabad for now because the that is the yeah. name that most of the people associate with so mm-hmm. uh, to give you a little bit of background aurangabad is a city in maharashtra that is located in the semi arid region it's very drought prone and uh, it is supported by two seasonal rivers uh, kham and sukhna so you know why it is a learning because you realize with infrequent rainfall patterns with the changing climate there's a huge threat to the existence of these rivers they are already having so much urban pressures around them and with also because these are rain fed rivers their their existence is threatened so uh, what aurangabad did for the river was you know it was some exemplary work that they have done to restore uh, one of the rivers the river kham and uh, what really worked for them was bringing together different stakeholders different stakeholders in the city okay. came together they started uh, developing the green stretch around river which is the riparian stretch they started restoring it uh, stretch by stretch like it's a phase thing it's growing incrementally they have created public uh, parks and public places around the river they have uh, restored the groundwater uh, springs that were there uh, around the river so uh, through these very very small intervention in interventions in phase manner but very very persistent like 
they they have been very persistent with these interventions they've actually made a journey from kham nala it was you know the the river was at some point of time known as nala to kham nadi so they have oh. been very successful in bringing back the lost association too so aurangabad is one of the cities that has been a huge learning curve for me too okay oh wow great and so but what do you think would be the challenge uh, in implementing such a thing in a you know in a tier 1 city in, because uh, these are you know this much more complex lot more urbanization uh how and there's so many more stakeholders uh i would imagine in a you know in a larger city in a tier 1 city has that been something that you uh, that nio is looking to tap into and work towards or where is the kind of progress on that Yes so you're right in saying that when it comes to metropolitans or you know tier 1 cities it becomes a little more difficult uh, because there are actually multiple agencies that have ownership of different different aspects related to rivers so uh, in our experience when we were making the master plan for delhi uh, you know it it kind of gave us a lot of uh, challenges but also an opportunity to think in different ways and uh, i think the master plan of delhi now when it looks at the river it is very very different there's a separate zone for the river zone o wherein okay. they so wherein they have tried to map and document uh, the flood plains this time and using a 1 in 25 year flood line and now you have river plus the flood plains as the separate zone where you have very very limited built development you uh, almost negligible and it's only the greens that is allowed there so <clears throat> only the green uses or uh, very very you know uses which are very less uh, uh, impacting impactful to the river so so there are different things that have been done it's not just the rivers you realize that it's also the drains that are connected to the rivers then there is physical infrastructure that needs to be uh, probably looked at in terms of sewage in terms of your uh, rain water or storm water that is coming to the river which is most in most of the indian cities what we see is that the rain water and the sewage water is mixing so all those things have been acknowledged and all those solution findings have been done with the different agencies that are working so one of the things i feel that really i have seen in different global examples too that really work for any city is bringing all the different stakeholders together and then doing the collective brainstorming so yeah. uh, and and australia is actually one of the best examples of that if you look at australian cities they had this millennium drought you know a 10 year drought in 2000s and the way those cities are functioning now water is one of the major major areas that have actually you know all their spatial planning all their uh, built planning revolves around that so water sensitive cities is one of the concepts that has come out of australia and it's a concept that really looks at water as an asset as a very very valuable resource and how different aspects of a city's functioning can integrate that water management into their functioning or their working so 
there yeah. are different you know there are different challenges with cities but then there are also very very ingenious solutions that cities come up with so so yeah there's always a solution <laughs> right yeah just to kind of take from what you just said about you know solutions emerging from cities uh, what do you think would now be like the biggest challenge for indian cities in order to move forward is do we need more innovations from startups do we need more businesses investing or is more intervention kind of needed at an administrative or government level what is what is like more pressing in our need to combat this right now thank you for that question namrata that's a very very relevant question so you see urban rivers are dynamic they you know it's not just the natural or hydrological conditions that keep on changing but it's also the cities that alter them in in multiple ways so yeah. uh, so the services that a river provides reaches every citizen right it's it's all of us who are probably utilizing the water from those rivers in one way or the other and sometimes you see rivers that are probably flowing thousands or hundreds of kilometers away f- but still supporting cities you know from there uh, so rivers are very very important so what i want to say here is that it's not one stakeholder group it's not just the government it's not just startups and private sectors it's also you and me who have a role to play yes. us using our water optimally can help the pressures on the river and that is the biggest change we need every one of us you know we are a stakeholder uh, of this river system or, or the water systems in the city and all of us have to be custodians and i'll say custodians in double quotes there we all have to be the custodians of these water ecosystems so the biggest thing or the biggest change the, the new thinking that we need is you know to sort of now start driving that kind of narrative that kind of behavior change or that ownership towards river is really really needed in the cities and that's when i think you know we'll we will start solving all our water problems yeah no absolutely i i agree i think a lot of times uh, the problem is that you know different stakeholder groups work in silos and there's no like communication between or uh, different stakeholder groups which then kind of becomes counterproductive towards trying to work towards solving an issue so yeah absolutely thank you so much so with that uh, we come to the end of this week's episode so thank you so much for joining us ma'am it was very insightful and actually one of the first episodes where we discuss water management at an urban scale and so we really hope that there was a lot to take away for our audience uh, is there anything else that you would like to add um i just you know i just also want to thank you for uh, taking this to people and i really hope that you know this this podcast in some ways probably give people a food for thought and they start thinking about the fact that you know right now we are probably very privileged that we have water in our taps and we so easily get this resource but we are not very far removed from the time when it would be a very very scarce and you know resource and we would have to probably use it very frugally and so you know that's that's the thought i want uh, the listeners uh, that's that's where i want to leave it this thought leave the listeners with this thought that how water 
and you know how rivers how the groundwater is all a resource that is being used by us but it's also something that we need to take ownership of yeah absolutely uh, thank you so much uh, and for our audience i'll also be you know linking any resources and stuff that you know nio has put out so you all can also uh, get a chance to go through it you know be involved uh, take up initiative within your respective cities as well and uh, so yeah with that we come to the end of this episode please join us on this learning experience and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred streaming platform so you don't miss out any up on any upcoming episodes and while you're at it please check out our website www.kapoxy.com instagram and twitter handles thank you so much yeah.